Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Today is Friday. What is Friday? I know it's been a little bit, but it's Carolyn Friday favorite. So today I'm going to be giving you a gift card uh, to choose. Either you can do Ulta or you can do Sephora. Uh, During the broadcast, there will be a link that pops up and... um, a link that pops up and then you can submit your email and then Tiffany will work her magic in the back in her little machiney, <laughs> her little name spinner machiney and uh, she'll pop out a name and you guys can go grab some eyeshadow, uh, I don't know, hair products. You guys need some new hair mask, shampoo, conditioner brand that you like. Uh, but I want Susan, that starts Monday at 9 p.m. is the 28 Days of Glory broadcast. Uh, and so I want you guys to enjoy it, pamper yourself, get something fun, and then I'll let you choose because I do know that some stuff brands are at Sephora that are not at Ulta. So whoever wins, um, I'll find out which one you prefer and I'll email a digital uh, certificate over to you. Um, Hey Nancy, uh, over to you. Hey Liz, uh, and uh, you guys can go shopping this weekend. So what I'm getting into today, we're calling it Oh, I guess if, in case I have anybody new on, this is the link throughout the broadcast. This link will pop up. Just put your name in once. It goes right over into this name thing and, and you'll get chosen at the end. So you just need to do it once and uh, then you can be chosen to win for the Friday giveaway and get something fun for your face or your hair or uh, whatever else is there. <laughs> Whatever you're into. I don't know what you're into. Whatever you're into. Nail polish, perfume, whatever. Um, Okay. Uh, I started a new edition this past Wednesday. I called it Wife Edition. I'm going to go back to do some mom ones, but I'm just switching it up because uh, there's some practical teaching that we need as as godly women, as, as a godly wife, on what a spouse is supposed to look like, uh, on what we have duties, on what we're supposed to, uh, what's required of us, what, how we're supposed to behave, how we're supposed to operate. Uh, there is a practical teaching on it. The Bible does talk about uh, this stuff, and then, and then we take the biblical teaching and we, we add the practical teaching to it uh, to make it work. And so, Today, I wanted to talk about marriage after kids. (laughs) Because um, marriage after kids seems to change what a marriage looks like. And it should, but then it shouldn't at the same time. Our husbands uh, get kicked to the curb. Our husbands um, get to a place where they become second really I mean obviously there's an order that we're supposed to as godly homes and godly wives is to have uh, our heavenly fathers first yes our husband is second and then our kids so when I talk about being first I'm just talking about it in the in the way of being first over our children Uh, we get that tendency and I get that kids obviously babies they're dependent on us we are food we are taking care of. We are, you know, the provider of everything when we have infants and that never, um, oh yes, I actually have my cowboy hat over there. It's a good one, Brooke. I should put it on before the end of the broadcast. (laughs) 
Um, uh, we, you know, there, there is a proper order. And it, it, should, it, it should, at the end of the day, be seen not only by us and how it should be, but our children. We are, like I said on Wednesday, we are the closest, greatest example of what a godly marriage is supposed to look like to our kids. Sure, they'll see movies, sure, they'll see other families, but they're with us in our home all the time. And so Ephesians 5:21 through 24 says, submitting to one another. I know that's a terrible word that this world has made. They make the word submit uh, makes women feel less and weak and we can't do anything. But you, they, they, the world has blown all of these words out of context. And so submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. I'm going to look up that word submit real quick. All right. Submitting, okay, we know it's to accept or yield. It's also to defer, okay? So when you are putting somebody first, you're deferring to them. You're deferring to their wants, right? Deferring. You, you, you comply. You agree. So it, 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 it's not a bad word. Submit is not a bad word, though the world's made it that way. But I know our children depend on us for everything. Safety, comfort, love, food, attention, you know, what, whatever our kids need. Kids are just needy. That's just it. They're needy. I mean, I know plenty of needy adults, but <laughs> kids are just born needy until they're taught differently. And that's our job as teachers. There's many, there's many, um, what, what about blended families, Jamie? I didn't see when you wrote in, maybe I was talking about something that it could have been, a, could have been to. But let me know what about for blended families. Um, so why should a spouse come before a child? I know, like I said before, that it's a controversial belief today in the world system. It's 50-50. It's 50, if he doesn't do his job, I'm not doing mine. If he doesn't love me the way, you know, he's supposed to, the way I feel like I'm supposed to be loved, then I'm giving him the cold shoulder. No, marriage is literally, look at it this way, a hundred and a hundred. We're not splitting the hundred. It's not 50-50. It's all in all. It's all in all. It is a hundred and a hundred for both sides. <clears throat> so, it's funny because you can look at the magazine. Someone just posted like a cover of this, like, uh, I don't know if it was People magazine or something. I saw it on Instagram and it was like five different covers on a, um, uh, uh, on, on like a collage. And so it was all like the mom and the kids, the mom and the kids, the mom cooking and, and the, uh, well, where's the father's? Where's the husbands at? They're already pushing in the eyes, the eyes of our children. Dad's not supposed to be around. In the eyes of our children, dad isn't supposed to have a say. Who is dad? Like what, what, 
What what is the role of the father nowadays? That's like, you know, what they're trying to get in the perception of children. What is it for for dads to be gone? I mean, I talked about it on Wednesday with respect. The number one thing, the enemy wants to destroy marriages, wants to break them up, wants to separate because the head, the marriage, the husband, the wife is the head. Everything else is below. So you're not, if your marriage isn't going well and there's constant separation and there's constant uh, bitterness and constant, you know, button heads all the time, that's going to trickle down to the children. That spirit, that personality, that fighting, that uh, we're not feeling joy, we're not feeling peace. That's all going to seep into how our children act and how they behave. And you teach your children. You're teaching your children. I know we have that verse, train up a child, and we train them up in every area, the Word of God. We train them up in manners. We train them up in, in wisdom. So it's, you know, it's not just, it's, it's all aspects. We're training our children up. We train our children how and what respect is. We train our children uh, what to take, you know, how to be treated. Don't let so-and-so talk to you this way. It's okay to stick up for yourself. We, we're training our kids in every area. So we need to train our kids what a godly mom and dad look like. What a godly mom and dad look like. And we're not supposed to put our kids first before our husband. We are not supposed to put our kids first. Uh, for blended families, some of the children have had no godly leadership from their other parent. Right, so... When they're with you and they're with the godly parent, the godly parent needs to, you know, there, there are going to be times, there are going to be families that are going to have to work harder than other families. It, it is because of the situation that's going on. So we don't pull back the reins. We don't say that there's no hope for the kids. You just keep doing what God's told you to do. You keep pouring into those kids when they're with you on how they're supposed to act, how they're, what they're supposed to say. And everything you say, every word you say is a seed being poured into their life. All right. Prioritizing our spouse before our kids is an essential essential ingredient to a happy marriage. (coughs) Our order is God, our spouse, and our children. Look what Matthew... um, Oh, I put it down here already. Matthew 10, 37 says, Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Putting your spouse first doesn't mean your kids get less time. Doesn't mean, um, uh, you know, you're neglecting your kids. You, they're, they're without. None of that means that. You're holding your husband up on a pedestal you you married him okay you i love this verse right here because it says therefore a man shall leave his his father or mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh look at that look at that the two shall become one flesh who are you united with The Bible doesn't say when you have kids, you become one with your kids. The Bible says you become one flesh with your husband. So you are united first and foremost with your husband, and then you have children. And then you have children. 
And you're going to raise them and you're going to raise them in the word of God and you're going to raise them to be smart and you're going to raise them not to be lazy and you're going to raise them to have common sense and you're going to raise them to love and you're going to raise them full of faith to, to, to destroy every work of the enemy, full of faith to call in the things that they're supposed to have to operate by the supernatural. But you are united with your husband. You're not united with your children. So we're going to get to a few, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you, you know, I've given you some Bible verses and we're talking about biblically, but I'm also going to talk to you about some things practically because we can kind of get into that uh, live everyday life mode and be okay with it. We tend to, what, what, we're, what we allow after a while and we don't really feel like taking the effort to change or just like in our mind, we're like, eh, it's not really a big deal. It ends up becoming a bigger deal over the years, over time, and it ends up morphing situations and changing things. And we just need to catch it from the very beginning, very, very beginning. Okay, so I talked about, you know, becoming one flesh. The top, the top has to work first before the bottom can. So the, the marriage has to be intact, and then, and then it, 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 there's joy and peace. And, and, and there's no chaos with the kids because the family unit is working the way the Bible has asked it to work. All right. Why and how? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do why should we have a few things on why and practical ways why we should have a strong marriage and how we can have a strong marriage. Number one, don't put your marriage on cruise control. Okay? So that happens. This is like me... I don't have a cup of tea. We're having tea and crumpets right now, except I have coffee in this because, and I wish I had Madeline's because they go really well with coffee too. But you, you and I, it's just you and me sitting right here on the couch talking to each other, just practical things. Because practical stuff, if we don't do it, the practical things right, it can mess up some things seriously down the road, seriously down the road. And so don't put your marriage on cruise control. We have to continually try, continually date our husband, continually, continually um, go out of our way to think of things, to uplift our husband, okay? Marriage is work. It's going to take effort your whole entire life. It doesn't just like, well, we made it to 50 years old, and so, you know, now, now we're good, we're done, we don't have to work at it anymore. Of course, things as, you, as the unity grows stronger as years go on, things get better as years go on. Um, but you have to have a, 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 a make it happen, make it happen personality, like an attitude, a go get it, make it happen. I'm gonna make sure I have the best marriage. I'm not going to let things creep in. You know, anytime that Ted and I have like had an argument, which is few and far between now, you know, obviously when we got married at 23, there was a lot more because we were figuring ourselves out. But, you know, you can get to the point. Once I had kids, here I am, I'm nursing, I'm making food, I'm traveling. That becomes my sole thing. You know what I mean? I'm the mom. Now I'm doing homeschooling. I'm the teacher. It can become your life. And then your husband gets squeezed out. I've known so many people. I've, I've, I, I spoke to uh, someone not maybe, maybe a few years back and having a really rough time in their marriage. And 
she just plain and simple was like, um, my, my child is it, this is my life, and he can either love it or leave it. I mean, literally, that was like the conversation. Like, marriage is on the rocks. I'm trying to talk to this person and be like, listen, these are the things that have to tweak and change. He is reacting this way because of what you're doing with the child. He's reacting this way because of how you're making him feel. You're making him feel worthless. You're making him feel unloved. You're making him feel disrespected and not your number one. And that's going to cause a rift in the marriage, all because of, I had a baby. And that's what happens. We can get so caught up in the newness of the next phase of life. We can get so caught up in, um, you know, I'm the provider for this child. I'm the teacher. I'm this. I'm that. And then he wants to cuddle you. And you're like, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm too busy. He's asking for sex. He's asking for sex. He wants to have sex with you. Guess what, guys? You get married. Sex. <laughs> it's a thing. You can do it. It's not a sin. You're married. So do it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But it's like, don't have excuses. Don't get comfortable in... I'm tired, I'm busy, I've had a busy day at work, I've taken care of kids all day. No, you are not supposed to withhold sex from your husband. And when you get into, I'm comfortable, because now I am taking care of kids and I don't have time for you, you now have put your husband on the back burner. So when you start having kids and you have kids, you need to put it on the forefront of your mind. Listen. I love my kids. Anyone who knows me knows I adore my kids. I take good care of my kids. I will say that. I take good care of my kids. But they know, and I've said it so many times verbally, and Ted too, mom and dad, we come first for each other. We love you so much, and you're our world. But mom and dad come first. And you're like, oh my gosh, you send that to your kids? Like, uh, they cried, you, you hurt their feelings. Why would you even say that to your kids? Because they need to know. They need to know. And you know what, I'll talk about it here in a little bit, but that produces healthy kids. That produces healthy knowledge of what a godly, biblical relationship is supposed to look like. It is. So, number one, don't put your marriage on cruise control. It's not like, I got married, we have kids, we look like the suburban family. Arrived, we did it. Because that's what happens. You know, we have to stay intimate with our husband. We can't be surprised when there's, you know, the where I have it here in Proverbs, if I can find it here while I'm talking. But we can't be surprised when there's no desire, wandering eyes. Look at this. In Proverbs 5, 15, it says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Here's a prescription right there. If they're drinking water from their own wife, (laughs) from their own well, their wife, then there's no reason to go to another well, right? (laughs) 
So, let's not get in cruise control. Let's not say, I'm married, I've got the kids, we have the life, we got the job, we got the house. This is what marriage is supposed to look like. No, marriage is going to work. Husband and wife are going to work when you put your husband first, and that's a true godly marriage, putting them first. Okay, number two, kind of leads into one, but I'm going to separate it. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. And, and, and I'm, uh, I don't really want to step on anyone's toes with this one, but we can kind of get to the point where we get comfortable. We get comfortable in our marriage. We let ourselves go. You know, that, it, it, it just is what it is. We let ourselves go. We're like, well, he married me for better or for worse. I don't know what stage I'm in right now on that one, but <laughs> for better or for worse. And this is what it is. And I'm going to make a million excuses. I'm tired. Doesn't he realize I stay home and I take care of the kids all day? And doesn't he realize that I have a thriving career and... You know, like, I, I just don't have time to eat right, and I don't have time to take care of myself, and I don't have time to stay healthy, and I don't have time to do my hair, and I don't have time to care about, you know, it, people say, oh, well, isn't that, like, kind of materialistic, thing to care about things you're wearing and, 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 and self-centered, and you should, no, no, we should care. Didn't you care when you guys dated? Didn't you care when you guys were going out on a date? Or did you just come out, like, in the, the worst attire and you're like, all right, let's go to dinner. No, you cared. You cared because you wanted him to put a ring on it. <laughs> you cared. You wanted to put a ring on it. So you cared. That same caring should continue while you're married. That same should continue while you're married. I have no idea why that just happens like we care so much and we get through the honeymoon phase and then it's like yeah listen I get bodies change when you have a baby yes hips extend yes things leave I'll just say it in a nice way here on the broadcast there's things that don't necessarily look the same anymore because I had kids so We'll leave it, we'll leave it for everyone to imagine when I say that. Because I'm being transparent with you. Remember, we're sitting on the couch and we're chatting over coffee and cookies. And I'm just saying that, yes, I get we physically don't look the same as we did 10 years ago and, and so on. But it doesn't mean you don't make an effort. You don't get into the place of being just comfortable. You gotta spice it up. You gotta still flirt. You gotta still. You, you guys see me? I get. I get on. What do I do? I get, I get on the broadcast, and I'm like, "You look so hot today." <laughs> That's me flirting on the broadcast. I'll tell Ted that. I'll get up in the morning, and I jump on the broadcast in the morning, and so that's it. I. Tell him. I'll tell him randomly. Tell your husband in front of your kids all the time. I love you. Go up. Squeeze his bum cheeks. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up today. Just picturing it in my head. I'm going to go home later and squeeze his bum cheeks. And so, and that's probably why my son now squeezes everybody's bum cheeks. 
my son, if he has come up to you to do that, I'm so sorry. I'm teaching him right now that you can't do that to strangers. <laughs> it's, it's okay to do it in the home. Just don't go squeezing other people's bum cheeks at church. It doesn't work out very well. Um, so that's the kind of stuff. You don't have to do, you know, something totally crazy, but little things, little things here and there. You know, put a smile, flirt with them, text them, sext them, whatever you want to do. He's your husband. It's all right. Remember the ring, the certificate, you're good to go. You're not in a sinful state. Uh, these are for people who are married, obviously, because we're talking about kids after marriage who are living right. All right, so don't get comfortable because you know what? If you put your kids first, eventually they're going to leave the house, right? Kids are, kids are going to grow up. Kids are going to go off. Kids are going to get married. Um, and then all of a sudden the house is quiet and you're looking at your husband and you're like, hi, I'm Carolyn. Nice to meet you. We've been roommates for a while. And then that's like the status that we're in. We're like in roommate status because you put your kids first. You've separated the relationship with your husband and now you've gotten comfortable and you're okay with never smooching on each other. You're okay with not cuddling anymore. You're okay, you know, without, uh, you know, spending time. You're okay with not going on dates. And listen, I get it. I get that we all don't have babysitters. Um, mine has gone off to college, and so I'm very sad about it. Maddie, if you happen to be watching. But when she comes home, I snag her up. But you know what? We'll still make a way. Like, my in-laws are here for the next few weeks. I already told Ted when he came down, I'm like, we're going out. We're going to a few movies. We're going to a few. You need it. You need to be able to just look at each other and have, like, an adult conversation. And sometimes, you know what Bethany Hooker did? I love. She's on right now for Valentine's Day. They didn't go out, but they made the kids sit in another room. I know that you still got interrupted on your, on your uh, dinner, but <clears throat> you, you guys went in the other room and your kids sat in another dining room and they had dinner and you guys had your Valentine's dinner together. But see, you made the effort. You made the effort and you showed your kids, hey, today, this dinner, dad's coming first. Hey, today, this dinner, your mom is, is coming first. Right, Bethany, you said it didn't work, but you tried. You showed, like, this is how it's going to be. There was an effort applied to that. And so you might not have a chance to go out right now. And you might have to do something like Bethany did. Like, hey, guys, we're over here in the dining room. You're eating in the kitchen. I want to just have a, a, a date with Dad, and this is what it's got to You have to, any little bit. Just like with our kids. So listen, we have a crazy travel schedule. Everyone, you know, knows tra crazy travel. What we do on the road is not what we do at home. I have, from the moment that I've had kids, made it look different. I just, I, I wasn't going to have like a free-for-all all the time. Now, our schedules still aren't as extreme as some other kids, only because, you know, they're in a brick-and-mortar school and they have uh, maybe other requirements like that. My kids are homeschooled, so I have a, a more say that way and a little more uh, wiggle room with stuff. But, um, you know, when we come off the road, nighttime is my time with Ted. Nighttime is Ted's time with me. And so our kids know that. 
So it's not, hey, on the road, you're up till 12, 1, 2 in the morning. We've gone to church. We did fellowship. We come back. We all cuddle. We all talk. We do a big bedtime together and we pray and you know there's a big routine that we do even on the road and it's everybody you know kissing and loving each other and then that's it but at home night 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 bye because why because this is our time we're gonna watch a movie we're gonna cuddle we're gonna talk we're gonna you know so that that's just what it is and they know it they, oh, but I want to stay up, but I want to do this. But Well, we have family nights for that. We have family movie nights. We make designated nights that are family. Hey, we're all sitting together. We're all doing this stuff. But other than that, um, this is my time. This is my time with dad. This is my time. This is what we're going to do. And they know it very well. Hey, We've gone out on dates and literally I've had my kids run down the sidewalk <laughs> crying and screaming. And my neighbors probably think we're all crazy. But you know what? I love you, T3. I love you. Now, Maddie doesn't do it. She's the most independent. She came out independent. In Brooklyn, I love you. But you know what? I'm going out with dad. I want time with dad. Dad is first. And it's okay to say it to your kids. It's okay. They need to get it in their mind. There needs to be a level of dad is up here, dad's not down here. Dad is up here, dad's not way over there. He is a part of this family unit as the head of the home, as the head of the home. And he comes first. Okay? Number three, how to have a strong marriage is healthy for your children. It's healthy for your children to see this. Putting your spouse first teaches your children a good, godly, um, a good example of a godly marriage. It shows us, right? It, it's going to highlight in our marriage. It's going to show that having kids doesn't destroy a marriage, but it amplifies it. It exemplifies the biblical idea of what I talked about before, one flesh becoming united with your husband not becoming one flesh with your kids okay um it shows the meaning of honor and respect and you know what it also shows stability it w whether the word is used or not naturally us as humans we want the feeling of stability we want to know things are going to be okay right we want that now we want to know we're going to be okay in this world we're going to be okay. So knowing Jesus Christ gives us that stability. Having Jesus as our Savior, living by faith, living in the goodness of God, that's stability. So that gives us peace, right? Having stability gives us peace. Having stability gives us joy. And so that's the same. Our kids see that marriage. Mom and dad are happy. Mom's putting dad first. You know, that then turns around, that love then puts the, in a state where your husband is putting your, the wife first, putting each other first. That love is putting each other first. And so it gives a stability to our children that this is what marriage is supposed to look like. I'm safe in this family unit. I, I, I'm okay in this family unit. Uh, I feel love in this family unit. My kids will feel love so much 
that they will never want it from someone else. And I don't mean like I'm that mom that's like they can't get married. I'm just saying that's how a lot of kids get into sinful actions early and they make bad mistakes and have soul ties because why? They're looking for attention and they're looking for love somewhere else because they're not getting it at home. Your stability in your marriage, your stability provides confidence for your kids. They're not going to be looking at it from any Joe Schmo. They're not going to be trying to get, you know, dating at, at, at 10 and 11 years old. They're not going to, they're not going to want it. They're not going to want it because there's stability in their home. They see what love looks like. They see the blessings of a good marriage. What comes on the top trickles down to the rest. So Ted and I are doing this right, right? You and your husband are doing this right. It's going to flow down from the head. It flows down to the rest of the family. And so having a strong marriage, putting your spouse first is going to produce healthy kids, kids that see what the meaning of honor and respect and stability does. All right. Putting your spouse first also trains your kid, also trains your kid to honor their father, honor their father. And we know in the Bible, it's a command for children, honor your father and your mother. So what? You can live a long and satisfying life, right? So by that simple action on, on our part of putting our spouse first, just by our act of obedience, by putting us first, he's teaching our kids to walk in the obedience to God's word. Think of it, your simple action to, to that scenario of putting your spouse first is teaching your kids, hey, listen, this shows the way my dad and the way my mom act and what they do is showing honor. And they're going to understand that that honor is going to provide a long and satisfying life for them. So <coughs> our actions and what we do is so powerful. It should never never be taken lightly the power that we have over our family and over our kids life um all right so strong marriage is um is going to show what it's like to, you know it's, it's healthy for your kids and then i threw this one in um because i also think that if you don't show and put your spouse first you're gonna end up raising obnoxious, bratty kids, okay? So it, it can backfire. You're gonna have obnoxious, bratty, self-centered, selfie kids. This generation already needs a giant belt spank. I mean, like, I wish the Lord would just like whip a belt down and just beat, beat a bunch of kids in this generation. The, the way kids act, the what they can say, I mean, not even like a foul mouth. Like the things that they can say to their parents, I mean like, woo! That's all I'm going to say is like if you can't raise, it just won't happen. If you put your spouse first and you're putting... Um, you know, that, that honor system into your home, you're not going to have obnoxious kids. And, and another thing that is when, um, 
Yeah, dad's belt. I got that a lot when I was when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what? I'm better for it. Um, that another thing that would show dishonor and show that you're putting your kids first is, and this one can be hard. This one can be hard. And it can be hard, especially for moms who are always with their kids, like, like me. You know, like I'm the teacher. I'm around them all the time. I'm majority, I'm the disciplinary one the majority of the time. Not because Ted won't do it. It's just the fact that I'm with the kids all the time. He's great at it. And he, he does it. I mean, he, he does it and he sticks with it. And he's phenomenal because after he is done, he loves on them and they talk about it. So he, do, he is a great disciplinary. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of moms who are just around a lot more because why? Dad's working, traveling, things like that. So this, is, this can be harder uh, for women. And, and I mean, dads do it too, but it's when a discipline action is taken, we need to be on the same page. We cannot do this game with our children. Mom said it, so then they go to dad. Dad better stick with it. He better say, what did mom say? Bam, it is what it is. And same for dad. And let me tell you, there have been times where I've had to really keep it quiet because maybe I was like, I do not, I don't really necessarily agree with, with, with what Teddy's either taken away or he's, he's doing. But you know what? Out of me knowing one, we're the same unit, right? We're the same flesh. We need to be on the same page. Knowing that he comes first. Knowing that out of a sign of respect and honor to the man of the house, to the husband, to the father, that I need to agree with it. Now, there are times where privately, not in front of the children, you know, I've said, ooh, Ted, maybe that was a little harsh, you know, this and that. And Vice versa. He has said it to me because sometimes what? We get in the moment, right? We're like in the moment and like we spit out with something and it's like, wait, do we want to stick with that plan or (laughs) are we going to follow through with that? Or was it just a heated moment? And so, but listen, you have to agree on discipline. No way should we with our children be on opposite pages. That will, that will sour a marriage because you're going to get kids to take sides. You're going to get kids to, with, with favoritism. We do not, we do not uh, disagree with each other when it comes to disciplining the kids, whether you like it or not. Like I said, go, go later, not, not in like a, an attack mode. Just go and have a conversation with your husband and say, I think that might have been a little harsh. Maybe next time we can do it this way. You know, we don't have to like attack each other every time there's a disagreement. This is why people like hate controversy. But I always say like controversy doesn't have to be a fight. Controversy doesn't have to be yelling at each other. It's just coming to somebody and saying, I, I'm, I, I have a question about that. Or I just, I'm not really sure I agree with it. Maybe you can show me why so I can change my idea on it. So controversy doesn't have to be scary because, you know, I think a lot of people think controversy is like a drag out fight and and that's how it has to end. But it only has to end that way if that's how you come at somebody or if that's the road you're going to take. So it's okay to talk about these things. But when you're with your children, it needs to be on the same page 
or you're going to have obnoxious kids that get manipulative and that know, well, if I go to mom, but you know, dad's word trumps mom, mom's word trumps dad, and they go back and forth. Always be in unity when you're dealing with your kids on these situations. So I'm telling you, today was, you know, yes, we went through the Bible, but also practical ways that we put our spouse first. Our kids should never, ever, ever be before um, our husband. Never. There's times I'll catch moms. They'll do things for their kids more than they will do, you know, they'll buy the best this, they'll buy the best food, they'll say okay to this dinner, and then like their husband wants this particular dinner, and they're like, well, I'm kind of tired today, I really don't have the ingredients for that, and I just, you know, I don't really feel like making that, but then like Charlie wants, you know, a, a filet mignon at eight years old, and the mom's like, oh, okay, yeah, they really need their iron, I better go get it for his blood so he can have good iron in the system, and it's like good nutrients, and you know, if it's a kid asking for a steak, so if he wants a steak, then you know, I better get it, because usually he wants mac and cheese, it's like, no, 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 Don't do more that way than, than you would for your own spouse because we're with them for the long run. Yes, your kids are with you too, but they're going to get off. They're going to start their own family unit and you're going to have your husband with you until the Lord comes back. And so we need to get into that place where it's like, I don't want to be roommate status. I want to be lovers. I want to be lovers till the end of time. I want him to always look at me and tell me how beautiful I am, even when I'm 90 years old. If Ted's watching, he better tell me I'm pretty when I'm 90 and I'll be really wrinkly, but still. Um, and, and, you know, I want someone to want to be around me, even when we've been married for 50 years. I want, I don't, I don't, she's a nag, she's this, she's that. I don't want, I don't want that. I want to be madly in love. I tell Ted all the time, I'm like, listen, if the Lord hasn't come back yet, we're going to heaven like the notebook. That's just how we're doing it. <laughs> I tell him that all the time. And so these are the kind of things. If you're single and you're watching this, then when you become a wife, these are the things you need to know. Do not put anyone before your husband, not even your kids, not even your friends. Hey, not even your own mom. I know that's got to be a shocker. We got to let our parents go, guys. And I mean that you'll always honor them. And that might be another broadcast for another time. But listen, you're not, you're not, you're not that family unit anymore, okay? You are another family unit. And so that's got to be let go. Um, so, and then if you're somebody who's been married and going to get married again, hey, now we know. Kids do not come first. They shouldn't come first. It's not the way a godly marriage is supposed to look. So thank you, Jesus, for each and every woman watching, each and every woman listening. Thank you that you've created us to be the best wife that we could be, that you've called us for a time as this. You've called us in this purpose. You've called us that we can do this. We know how to balance everything. We know how to take care of everything that we are Proverbs 31. We are providers for our family. Some of us might not be providers financially because we're taking care of the home, but you're providing love. You're providing wisdom. You're providing guidance. You're providing a good home 
for your family. And that means everything. Thank you, Lord, for giving us peace. Thank you for giving us wisdom and understanding of your word that every day you're making us the best wife that we can be. Every day you're making us better than the day before. Give us, help us, Lord, like a newfound love that we feel like we've been comfortable, if we feel like we've been in a state of just the familiarity of marriage and the, the mundane work day and getting into the routine with everyday life. Lord, spark a new excitement for us in our marriage, a new excitement for us, for our husband or for our wife. Thank you, Lord, that you've called me to be in this position. You've called me to join in my husband as one flesh, as one flesh, and I will be the best wife possible. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, 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 amen. Hey, Chris, love you. You are the best. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really pray that this, this helped. I really pray that this opened some insight because, I mean, we all have to step back a little bit and we all have to, to really look because, like I said, we can get into the ways of life, right? And we're just like in cruise control. Like I said, we can't be in it. And we kind of get into this, you know, this is the way of life. This is kind of how it looks. This is what you know, this works, right? This works. And we have to step back all the time and kind of look at the situation and be like, what is it that I can improve on myself? What is it that I can make better? Because the Lord wants, you know, uh, the, we can have a fantastic marriage. We can be fantastic parents, but there's a certain way to do it and certain things we have to apply to it. I love you guys so much today. Our winner is for the gift card to either Ulta or Sephora is Lisa Julson. Lisa, let me know that you're on and I will get with you and I will send that to you digitally. But I just want to make sure uh, that you're still with us today. Lisa Julson won the gift card. Where I go, oh, is that like what Oprah did? <laughs> You won! Congratulations, Lisa. But I'll, I'll give just a second to make sure she's on. She is? Oh, you're welcome, Lisa. Good to see you on here. Thanks for sticking around. I love you guys so much. I'm enjoying these wife and mom editions. Hey, like I said on Wednesday, if there's any topics, anything that you want me to touch on uh, that pops into your mind, I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Facebook. You can write me on my website, carolynshuttlesworth.com, or you can simply, simply send me a direct message on Instagram. But I love your feedback, and I appreciate you guys spending the time with me. I love you guys so much. I'll see you next week, and I'm going to leave you with my favorite video. It never gets old because it brings me so much joy. See you at camp meeting tonight, 7 o'clock.